I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Car Astor. She's a 24-year-old New York native who was thrust upon the scene in 2016 under the moniker C when her music video for Potions went viral. Currently, she has over 7 million views, and it premiered on AfterEllen.com. So it's my pleasure to welcome this week's show, Car Astor. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Now, I pronounced your name correctly? You did, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> problems there. I never want to wreck somebody's name. I, you know, I've had experiences with my name, Janine, everybody mispronounces it, so. Yeah, I feel like when, when you were, like, in school, I mean, I even had this with the name Carly. Like, the teachers would call and be like, Carla, Charles, like. <laughs> You're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I want to I want to back up because I was reading your bio, put your bio on my show blog, and um, mm-hmm. I was so moved. First of all, I felt I was wondering, have you always been a writer? Because I felt like you're a really great writer, very introspective. Oh, thank you. Um, honestly, kind of. I feel like in school anyway, like I definitely like excelled at like English class and like poetry and writing and stuff and like writing essays and all of that um so I guess uh, my sister's a writer and my aunt's a writer so I think it's like in the family to like write yeah. I guess songwriting has that in it too so sure yeah kind of well what really struck me and I mentioned this uh, earlier is you were talking about how you never liked being the center of attention if it was your birthday someone would bring you a birthday cake singing and it's like, there's the focus, you. And it made you wildly uncomfortable. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I've been trying to figure this out myself because there's this totally weird, like dual thing inside of me. And when I was little, yeah, like the attention thing, like I, and I still get like this really, like it makes me so uncomfortable to have people looking at me or exactly like diverting attention towards me and when I was little especially like I think you can't hold in your emotions and you kind of like really let everything out and I was constantly like upset by that and I would like be in school and like if the teacher called on me like I feel like I would have like just like internal like panic that anyone was paying attention to me at all yeah um I remember like always wanting to feel kind of invisible in a way and but then it's weird because like I I don't know if it's me trying to like combat that where like for a lot of like the past five years I've been shifting into like I think even like looking and dressing in ways that's super attention like driven like Mm -hmm. dyeing my hair crazy colors or just like wearing weirder outfits I wore like bright white contacts for a while so it's all like but but then I would have that but then I wouldn't like it I I'm still trying to figure it out it's like a therapy session right now but you know what that's good I mean you know, I, I was telling you how much I've always dreaded public speaking and yeah. I was asked to do a lot of it um, past year or so. And I'm like, you know, sometimes you just got to push yourself out there because something, I feel like something or someone knows that you can do it. You don't think you can do it, but yeah. like you have this innate musical ability. You've worked really hard. There's no way you were going to keep that inside and not share that with the world. Yeah. And same for you. It's like kind of, a, it's this weird situation. I'm happy you can relate to it, Yeah, but like you have a draw towards it too. Like here you are hosting a show. Right. And that's like kind of like you're talking and you're like half of the focus. So it's, yeah, it's very interesting. 
Um, One of the, I want to share this with you. I remember being eight years old because I grew up in Manhattan and seeing a band for the first time and actually walking out. It was like a club. It was a Sunday like brunch at this club on East 86th Street. Walking out on the dance floor. I was the only one on the dance floor and walking like up to the guitarist, probably five feet away and just staring at his hands as he would play guitar. Do you have an early memory of a musician or something that happened that made you gravitate towards music? I think I had a draw, like my first, my first memory of like watching a musician like that. I was, I think at like my great uncle's funeral in DC, which sounds kind of grim, but we were like walking down the street, like getting Mm -hmm. to the, um, cemetery and there were these street drummers playing these like rubber made drums and I just remember like being stopped in my tracks and like I was like wanted to watch for so long and I thought about it for like weeks and like all I wanted was to play the drums um so I think that that's like my first like real memory kind of similar to what you had yeah growing up too I remember like always wanting to play the piano and like having like a draw towards that stuff anyway Mm -hmm. what was your first instrument um I guess technically the piano when I was little, mm-hmm. like five or six, but the first like real one I would say is the drums. Like cool. where I really like learned it and figured it out. And then how, what was your, um, you know, journey into other things, you know, singing, guitar, things like that? So everything came before singing. Like once I played the drums, I was like, okay, well now if I want to write a song, I have to like learn the guitar and like mm-hmm. learn the bass and So I think it just really came from me like having like songs in my head and like wanting to learn how to get them out. Yeah. Yeah. Singing was last because of that whole like shy thing that I've dealt with. Like I was like, I'm never singing. Like I have no. (laughs) No, that's like the last on the list. And then I did it anyway. (laughs) Wow. And I, you have a beautiful voice. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's almost like you you couldn't have even imagined what was going to come next. Like people just love your voice. I was looking at the comments online. I mean, plus 7 million people can't be wrong. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think the, the vocal thing's interesting. I, it's a weird thing using your voice as an instrument. And I, I've taken time, like since I started singing, I think like late in the game when I was like 18 I like have feel like I'm just now like really figuring out how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause some people have that exploration when they're like 12, 13, 14, you know what I mean? Yeah. So right. 18, they're like amazing singers. They know what they should sound like. And now I feel like I'm finally getting it after a while. It sounds like what you're doing is finding your own voice and not emulating others. Yeah. I can't stand like, my least favorite thing is when I hear a singer that sounds exactly like a different singer where you can tell yeah. they've just like completely copied it. And like everyone does their own thing. Like I'm not even trying to sound hateful. Like it's fine. No, no. I understand. But I think it's like almost like disrespectful to like the actual artist. Do you know what I mean? That like started right. with that type of singing style. So yes. I always want to be really cautious of doing that. Right. Yeah. So tell me about, uh, what it was like when you found out that 7 million people watched that video that you did? Oh, that video is like a weird thing for me to talk about. So like I had a horrible, horrible manager at the time. 
so like there's this whole backstory and I really like did not want to put out that video I like cried literally cried to my label on the phone like cried to my manager and I was like this is not me it was the first video I ever put out my first song ever and I was like this is just like not how I want to be represented like it was so sexual like my manager at the time was telling the director to like make the girl actresses like do all this stuff that like I mean it was so bad like it felt like porn almost and it was like really really gross and I was so freaked out and like the actresses were freaked out and I really hated the whole experience and um yeah so that video like I tried to edit it as well as I could to like kind of like make it not as intense and not as hypersexual but Mm -hmm. it still came out like that and lo and behold I guess people like that which (laughs) is fine but I really didn't want to be like put in that box of like like hypersexualizing gay girls I think it's like such a thing that happens already right um so I guess it's nice that people liked it and that I did like I did get fans from it that still listen to me now and like are into like the growth and the journey that I've had but mm-hmm. I kind of like maybe it's just because of my whole understanding of the whole situation I really kind of like resent that video <laughs> I understand. So it's like a weird thing to like have that be like always the talking point, you know? Yeah. So I'm excited for something else to surpass that eventually. Right. I think maybe you wanted people to know you for other parts of you, not just your sexuality. Yeah, exactly. And I think that at that time when that video came out, which is like four years ago, which is crazy, by the way, um, I think there weren't as many like queer people on the internet doing music. And I think there's been like a huge boom in that. And so I think that people like are, you can be whoever you want now and not have to focus on the sexuality. So that's what I'm trying to. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me about uh, some of your latest stuff. I was watching um, a video. Was it shot with the, with the phone in in central park? Oh yeah. Uh, It was actually shot with a VHS. So cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one was for buzzing bees. I shot all of these on a VHS, like just around my apartment. I live kind of near Central Park. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, with quarantine and everything, I always really I love doing video. So I was kind of upset that I couldn't like do anything bigger. But right. oddly, I think maybe actually fit the music better, like the kind of like DIY feeling home style videos. So yeah, that one was just like, it's like a cheesy love song. So I made a cheesy video for it. And um, the other two were kind of like, yeah, just spur of the moment. Like one of them I shot in my living room and the other one in the tub. So. So cool. Yeah. I love I how love you framed it. The one that was shot on VHS. Yeah. yeah. So I taped um, the lens up to like kind oh. of like get this border and it was cool because then the light would leak underneath the tape sometimes and like get these like weird looking amazing that's cool thank you so cool and um so tell me what you've been up to now so yeah now i mean i put the album out like two weeks ago now or so and that's been good it's such a personal body of work so i was like very nervous and like oh my god what am i doing putting this out there there you go again to like have it out and like have that behind me and like I'm really excited now for the next chapter too which I think by the time musicians get out their stuff they're always like ready for the next thing sure um, which is just like the weird conundrum that we live in but 
did the, did you, were you excuse me were you working on the album before the quarantine yeah so i had i did some of it in quarantine but i also had some of it done before then i think i started recording like last spring so like a year and a couple months ago mm-hmm. now um so some of them came from that session of recording and then um some of them came like during quarantine too and I was kind of like iffy about putting it out because I had other music that was ready too, but I felt like it was the right time. So, How do you feel like looking back, thinking about what we talked about earlier, how you were so introverted and boom, look at you now. I feel confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I feel like I'm still figuring out like what I'm comfortable with. And I've been having a lot of conversations with myself recently because the type of music I was putting out a year and a half ago was like very different than the album that I just put out. And I think that because I was so introverted and shy and still have that in me, I felt like I had to be uncomfortable with like putting myself out there and like making this like bombastic, like big music and like almost like, I think I was like rejecting that shyness, but now I think I'm getting comfortable with like realizing that some of that's okay. And like, I don't have to project this like ultra confident, ultra, um, like, I don't know. Know what I mean? I think I'm trying to find the balance now. So I think my younger self would think that this was correct. And even with how I look and stuff, like I think I've settled in a more like tomboyish thing. And I grew up like looking like a boy basically my whole life. And I had like this weird phase a couple years ago where I was like super feminine. So I think I've just like leveled out. You're, you're allowed to go through different phases. You're not done yet. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I always you know, say that. Be kind to yourself. I feel like you're like, well, I went through this. You're, you're going to be, that's life. It's nonlinear. I know. I, I always think I'm like, wow, next year I'm going to be looking at this and being like, what was I thinking? It's, but you're right. I just have to learn to like accept it all. And it's, you're right. It's just part of the journey. I remember um, in college coming home, I had just gotten a haircut and my stepmother always would come in and examine me what I look like. Mm-hmm. And I got like the side shaved and I was spiky uh-huh. on top and she walked in and was totally speechless yeah. <laughs> and angry and left. Oh my God. And I was like, you know, it's like you just have to be thrill you a little bit though to like have that type of reaction or yeah. yeah. <laughs> she I'm was totally so good. upset. <laughs> yeah. There's something about like being like a rebel to some people that I think like I obviously I guess you got it if you did that. I yeah. don't know. It's kind of like thrilling sometimes. Yeah. You know what you have to just sometimes you feel like you have to experiment with different aspects of your life and and be confident enough to do that. Yeah, that's that's what's really cool. I think if anything, and you can relate, like if you experiment and you're cool with just like messing around and trying to figure yourself out, I'd rather have that and have a million different phases my whole life than like be the same thing for 50, 60, 70 yeah. years, you know? Right, so. yeah. You know, I as I've gotten older, I've realized too, just like this show name, I came up with this idea, get the funk out because I lost a friend of mine in 2010 and I was in my deep, dark funk. Mm-hmm. And I came up with the idea of, I want to leave radio for a year because I was a DJ and I want to have a talk show and I want to heal myself, my grief. I mean, not completely, it doesn't go away, 
and I want to have a platform for other people to share what they've gone through. Yeah. And I was really brave because I remember some people going, oh, really? You can't have a show name called that. And I was, wasn't going to listen to anybody. Yeah. And now it's like, that's part of the healing though, is like yeah. that whole process. I'm sorry right. about your friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask you what you're doing right now to maybe take care of yourself during quarantine because everybody goes through stuff. Maybe you've got things that you do, obviously your musical and being creative probably helps. Yeah, there's the creativity's good. I have a studio in my apartment now that me and my girlfriend built so we can like make music ourselves. Nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, we live in Manhattan, so it was like definitely crazy here for a while. So sure. we were on Long Island for a while. And I don't know, I think we've both like been on the go for like so long for like three years I feel like I was traveling a lot like constantly recording music like never really home or I was going into the city back when I lived on Long Island like three or four days a week and she was traveling a lot too so we've just been like conscious of staying inside and like actually just like enjoying time together which sounds so silly but I think when you're like traveling so much and on the go like that type of stuff and like cooking and like doing yeah. all these things that maybe I didn't really have time for before it feels right. like really, really nice to like be okay with relaxing. I think that sure. like we both have a workaholic tendency. So. Yeah. And you need to, you need to stop, you know? Yeah. It's so important. And like, I think it allows you when you stop to like have conversations that are actually more productive than like just working to work. Like mm -hmm. we were talking recently about the, I don't know, we saw this quote somewhere and it was like, you are better off like not doing like 15 hours of work a day and not even knowing what you're working towards than doing like five hours of work and then sitting for five hours and game planning and thinking about mm -hmm. what you need to do next. Yes. I think that that's what I've been trying to do too. Yeah, I know because if I feel like if, when I unplug, even if I'm taking a walk or whatever I'm doing, I can come up with other ideas, but it's important for me to disconnect from the monotony. Yeah, because I think it yeah. makes you less creative. Like, I think, yeah. for, and are you a musician too? I play guitar, yeah. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. I thought so. Um, like, exactly, like, that's, you can't be, like, always working, otherwise you're going to have no creativity musically or yeah. probably with ideas for your show, other right. stuff. So, so well, let me ask you this, because um, I've been doing talks about uh, the concept of flow and self-care, Mm -hmm. And being a musician, you know that zone you get into where time just whizzes by and yeah. <laughs> and you feel like you went on this like mental vacation? Uh -huh. um, some people have never heard of flow. Do you want to just talk about what that feels like to have that passion and how you feel in it? Yeah. I mean, so what you're like, how basically the past couple of days, I guess I've been in that where I will like sit down and like be like it's actually very um it's almost like meditation or something yeah, I'm, definitely I'm to, like I I think that's the best way I would describe it but yeah it feels like so relaxing to be like in this like place where you are just like doing like kind of the same thing like over and over like playing the same part or like trying mm -hmm. to write a part and even like songwriting and stuff I've been saying for this release, like all of that, all this release was like that zone of like being in this yep. like 
meditative, like almost like repetitive, but like, like long space. <laughs> exactly. Yes. A flow. Yes. Is, that, is that what you're calling it? Yeah. 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 That, that's what it feels like. And I wish everyone could experience that. Cause I think it, it's really good for like the mental health to like oh, definitely. Be able to get into a zone and like really focus your energy. Like there's, I don't think about anything else when I'm in that space. Yep. I know because we're in the midst of a mental health pandemic right now. Yeah. We had it before COVID and now it's everybody is slammed, especially younger people, students, high school, college, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like flow is also a place where you're not having this negative self-talk. You're not critiquing. You're just not at all just yeah. immersing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Like all of those like bad thoughts that I have, like about like how I look or like, just like stupid other stuff. Like it's totally gone when you're yep. in that zone. So yeah, I guess maybe in some ways, like a lot of people, like, I guess creatively have that, but maybe in a non-creative space, I don't know how you would get that. I don't know. Like I'm thinking of like a chef, like when you're cooking, I feel that kind of same thing. Yeah. Like or painting or drawing or anything. Drawing, making music. But yeah. apart from that, maybe exercise. Some people feel that. Yeah. Some people like if they go running. I mean, I don't, I don't like going, <laughs> that doesn't happen <laughs> to me when I'm running. <laughs> but. I get it. Anything else you want uh, people to know about your album? Um, I mean, I think it's funny. I don't, I guess I don't, I don't need to explain anything about it, but I've gotten like, obviously when you're releasing art, you get like lots of positive things and you get like some like negative ones. So right now the negative ones, cause I'm not in flow are sticking out at me. And I guess I hope that people understand that the point of it is like to be raw and DIY. And mm -hmm. like, it's supposed to sound like you're in my bedroom. Like I wasn't trying to make an album that feels like totally thought out or like is like perfectly like, edited or the songwriting like is perfect it's like you know what i mean i yep. i want people to understand like the intention behind it yes i think the people that will like it will understand that automatically so yeah. and that was a pointless conversation with no but i think it's inspiring for people that are in their apartment somewhere let's say manhattan and yeah. they want to create and they're thinking oh it's not good enough my space isn't good enough but it's okay yeah. I think that that's such a weird thing too. Like people don't need to have these fancy setups to make good music or make music that means something. So exactly. If you're listening to this and you're in your apartment, release your demos because people, I think sometimes even like those more than the big budget. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was, um, I had to go visit my aunt the other day and all of a sudden I got a voiceover audition. So I literally had to go in her closet. I'm like, do you have a quilt? put the quilt around me, use my phone. I told the agent, sorry, it's, is it okay if it's on my phone? Absolutely. I mean, you just do what you have to do. No one's going to know. Yeah. I think that we stop ourselves like out of fear, like, of I don't know. I think it's kind of an excuse actually. And I've used that before too. Like, oh, well, it's not professional enough. So I can't do that. Or I can't make this video or I can't record this song. Like just do it. Right. Yeah. Which, which is why I brought up your video you shot in Central Park and you yeah. shot it on VHS. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Exactly. Thank you. Where can people find out more about you? Um, my Instagram is at Car Aster with two extra R's at the end. Um, and same with Instagram. 
YouTube, you can just type in Car Aster. I have a website that's a little interactive. It's kind of fun. You can move stuff around. Um, and yeah, that's really where you can find me. Cool. Well, I've really enjoyed this. Keep doing what Thank you're you. doing. So yeah. inspiring. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It was a good chat. My very pleasure. Like, I like that it felt very real. Good. I'm so glad. For me. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. So be well. Thanks. Thank you.